This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 4th, episode 2865, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse friends. And I picked this bumper because I think half the country is saying, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. I would like if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. There's a lot of frowns on my Facebook page this morning, Jamie, and I know you have one, too. Uh, The weather, the whole middle of the country, it's just been never-ending here the last couple days. The storm went, and I was watching the news, from Mexico to Maine. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, we have so much snow right now. It's crazy. My husband, who, of course, flew in to Dallas as the snowstorm was happening like two nights ago, has been trying to make the three-and-a-half-hour drive from Dallas up to here, which is not that crazy. It's one freeway, but he had to stop at a hotel one night. Last night, he had to sleep in his car, and he... I mean, and he's so close. So now he's currently about six miles from me. And he's like, I can't go any further. I can't go any further. So I'm going to get the truck out and go pick him up. This is what happens when you turn, you know, get in your 40s and you're like, I'm going to get a sports car. Bad (laughs) idea, Chad. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a nice little four-wheel drive SUV that looks sporty. Would be better. <laughs> this car is hot. The car is hot, babe. But it is uh, not so good in the winter time when you have to drive no. from Dallas to Oklahoma. No, nope, not in a snowstorm, baby. <laughs> well, I do have good news for the world, and that is the horse world, and that is the International Olympic Committee has confirmed that equestrian sports will be included in the 2028 Los Angeles Games. Oh, thank goodness! The specifics regarding disciplines, events, and the numbers of athletes will be determined at a later date. But they made that announcement, I guess, at the Winter Olympics. So that's a good thing. We should should we apply for our press credentials now? You think? May as well. Let's let's make it happen. <laughs> we need to start talking about the Olympics so we can get some press credentials to that one. Let's do, we'll do good. an Olympic segment. Yeah, we need to start years. doing that. Maybe a little closer to 2028. <laughs> so um I'd just be glad if we're still doing the show in 2028. If we're still let's I make this commitment. If we're still doing the show in 2028, we'll get press passes for the Olympics. All right. We better be doing this. What else do I gotta do? <laughs> rescue your husband. That's what you got to do. Uh, you can do that after the show's over today. He can just sit there in the parking lot at the gas station. He's probably so sick of that car. He's in it all night. Oh, my God. You like it? <laughs> you like that sports car now, there, big guy? You're living in it. So Alyssa Matthews is joining us today. She's talking about the sports cars that she rode over in England called the Exmoor Ponies. She, of course, is from Discover the Horse. She's making her, her mission to ride every horse breed in the world, and she's stopping by monthly to talk to us about the different breeds that she does. Also, we're going to be doing some really bad ads. So a little bit shorter show today because 
Somebody has to go rescue her husband. I know, right? Let's go. <laughs> That's a change, actually, when you think about it. All right, here's the Daily Winnies. Well, we have three birthdays of auditors right uh, this weekend. Elizabeth Harris, Biz Stam. Biz, where are you? We haven't talked to you in a long time. And Paige Reardon. Happy birthday to all three of you. And if you want to become an auditor, just head on over to horseradionetwork.com. Click on the auditor banner at the beginning of the page at the top right corner. And you, too, can become an auditor for as little as $3 a month. Uh, well, my daily winnie goes out to a very special horse that I have here in training. Um, his name is Alistair. I have, I've told his owner, he's here for training. He's a traditional Irish draft sport horse. So he's like an Irish draft slash thoroughbred and it's a breed. I, I'm, I'm learning all sorts of things. Uh, and so, so Alistair has been really, really fun to deal with. And I, I told his owner that I have given him a nickname and I named him after my great uncle. I had a great uncle and a great aunt and it was aunt Ellen and uncle Dick. And so I have named her horse (laughs) after my great uncle. I call him that all the time. I actually wrote it on the board as his name. And I was like, Oh wait, no, 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 don't write it. (laughs) So, so, um, great uncle Dick, uh, was in the paddock. And uh, d- I put him in there and he decided that he would like to leave. And so instead of, you know, being sensible and jumping the fence, he just took it down. This is wood, four board, four post wood fencing. That's like five wow. foot high. And he removed three sections of they, panels. They break the panels in half. Oh my God. Yeah. He just busted through. Wow. Like he busted through the wood and get, and got out. Now I, I remember walking outside and it just right after Chad had left and I was like, Oh, that horse doesn't belong there. Okay. So I get him back up and then I bring him up and I'm like, Oh my God, you broke everything. And there is some electric. I need to like double fence line the electric. I realize all that now, but then I was working him and I put him in the round pen and there was somebody who Abby was riding in the arena. And I realized that this horse is, like in the round pen, leaning up against the panels of the round pen, trying to push his way through the round pen to get to the horse in the arena. And then I put him in the stall and he's trying to jump out of the, the, the over gate of the stall to get with the okay. other horses. Uncle Dick fits. Uncle <laughs> Dick. Okay. And so this sweet horse was purchased as a weanling by my friend, uh, who was an auditor, actually, Patty. Uh, and she's an auditor. And, and, he, and he, she bought this horse as a weanling and brought him home. And, and the thing is, he's been able to run loose on her farm. He has uh, never had like a little boundary. Uh, uh, so, so when she rides in the arena, she lets him out and lets him run around the outside of the arena. So he's never had like any sort of like moment by himself or had a boundary. And so the, the training is going great. He's super like, I when it was first day. was going to get a sur single on him. The bears are in him, but he, that, that part's fine. It's just the actual housing 
of the horse. That and, is, and those kind never usually hurt themselves, even though they're breaking all the rails. <laughs> well, I just, I the, the reason this came up um, is because I have an electric fence that separates my mares. Right, uh, right now it's it's Meredith and Zeus, uh, and then and the electrophants, and it goes to the rest of the entire pasture, which is now where Uncle Dick has made his way into. So, um, right before the show started, I'm glad you texted me because I was suiting up to go outside because Uncle Dick has now removed the electric fence. That's that's not a thing anymore. Uh, so now I've got all the mares. But electric fences get iffy to, to even work in the winter anyway. It's at, at some well, points because they get ground. The ground, you know, it, they get ungrounded all, rather. They're all wearing blankets. Yeah. Too. Oh, so yeah. The, uh, um, uh, Uncle Uncle Dick just removed part of the yeah. So um, I that's another thing besides going to rescue my husband uh, from wherever he's parked. I now have to go. Um, Fix electric fence, fix wood. Oh, Chad's going to get home because he's going to be like, what do you need me to do? Well, <laughs> he should have stayed at a hotel in Dallas. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get back in the car and drive to the freeway. He should have went to Dallas. <laughs> so anyway, there. I did talk to our auditor friend, Patty, and she said that I full granted to talk about the excitement that my her horse has caused. <laughs> I think um, if you're a listener and you send your horse to Jamie, you, that's an unwritten rule. Is that you just have to accept that, that it's yeah. going to be talked about. I've been pretty quiet about it because this has been going on all week. And I was like, I didn't want to hurt her feelings or offend her. But I didn't want to tell her I named her horse Dick. Like, <laughs> my, I, after my great uncle. That's rest right. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's his name now. And I wrote it on the board. And like I said, somebody came over and they were like, who's that? And I'm like, oh, no, that's Alistair. <laughs> Uh, Alistair, that's that. That's not a troublemaker's name, Alistair. No, no. But he is. He's. <laughs> he is. He's. Like I said, I just can't wait for Chad to come home. You know, like, I will just... take all the creatures in Florida that try and kill us, and all the weird bugs, and all of that, and not have winter. I will take it. I will take it. Yeah, this does suck. But it's going to be like 60 next week. So that's the the benefit of living down here. That's what keeps you all going is that light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. (laughs) But what about the people like there's people like in Michigan? Oh, my God. Kendra, our auditor lives in North Dakota. I'm like, how do you serve? Like, yeah, she's got months yet. (laughs) And Anna's up there and she's depressed. All of them seasonal affective disorder. You're all going down. Come south. We can house you. You know, I don't think KPP has products for people, but Kentucky Performance Products does have products that will help your horses oh get through God. the winter. So and let's hear about that. Everybody is on vitamin E at my farm because <laughs> well, of that. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijoule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by Equijoule stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijoule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com.
Well, on our Breeds of the World segment that we're doing now once a month with Alyssa Matthews of Discover the Horse, as I said earlier in the show, it's her mission to ride every breed around the world, and she's well on her way. Uh, And she's stopping by once a month to talk about different breeds. And this month, you chose some very cute little ponies. (laughs) Yes, they are very, very cute. You know, last month we talked about the Shire, and I thought... It would be fun this month to take the size a little bit smaller and talk about the Exmoor pony. Now, I love ponies, but I watched your video, and I'm going to post a link to the video in our show notes so people can go watch the video. Oh, my God, these ponies are stinking cute. They really are. So Exmoor ponies for me have been a pony that I've loved since I was a kid. They were the ones in the breed books. I would always check and see if the Exmoor pony was in the breed book. But I had never actually seen them in person until this trip to England where we went to the Exmoor Pony Center. So it was a really surreal and amazing experience for me to to see these ponies in real life because as you probably noticed from the video, they're very unique looking ponies. Well, you know, I, I've often had people say about my hackney pony that he looks doesn't look like he looks like a small horse, not a pony, because he's kind of built like a small horse. Right. And his face looks horseish, not ponyish. And I kind of got the same feeling when I was looking at the Exmoors. Yeah. So they are they're just hardy hardy little ponies. I mean, they have been in the Exmoor National Park. There's actually written records of the breed that were found in the Doomsday Book, which was written in 1068. So these are ponies that have been out. Oh my God, really? Yes, it's it's really cool. So they're like our Mustangs. They were wild there a long time ago. Yes. Yep. So it was originally this royal forest and there were ponies in the area. And uh, just it's amazing the history in this area for these ponies. So you went to you went to the to the what's it called again? I went to the Exmoor Pony Center, which is actually located uh, right at the Exmoor National Park. And from what I gathered from the video, they do trail rides. You can go out on rides with the ponies, right? Yeah, it's this really amazing center. So so what they're doing is they're working to help the breed, uh, promote breed awareness. And then so the, the ponies are out um, in the New Forest, sorry, in the Exmoor National Park. I'm working on editing the New Forest Pony. That's why that's in my head right now. Um, so the Exmoor National Park, there is a roundup every fall. And these ponies are actually owned by people. There's 19 different herds in Exmoor. Every fall, there's a roundup. And several of the ponies are sold each fall. So the Exmoor Pony Center and the charity that they run called Moreland Mousy Trust was noticing that a lot of the Colts, especially, were not finding homes in these sales. And so they actually started this program where they were able to buy several of the bulls each year, and they use them to to share for conservation grazing. You can go to the Exmoor Pony Center. You can ride these ponies. You can meet them. It's this wonderful program. And this is kind of in the southwest of England, right? Yes. Kind of that little that little peninsula that sticks off the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, yep. and it is the 200. moors. So kind of describe. Everybody's heard the term moors, but kind of describe them because this. What, what always amazes me about that video and the videos I see of that part of England is you can see forever because there's like no trees. <laughs> it's, 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 yes. 
it's this, uh, it's kind of a magical experience. You know, you, you kind of have these just rolling levels of green. And then there's like these, like there's gorse shrubs that are kind of interspersed throughout. And it's just this, like as as you're riding along and just looking at all these different levels of green through the rolling hills, it's a, it's a very beautiful experience and place to ride. It looked prickly, though. A lot of the plants looked prickly. Yes. So the gorse shrub, this was actually the first time that I had seen the, the gorse shrub in person. It's this like prickly yellow, like kind of nasty looking thing. And so one of the amazing things is that the Exmoor ponies can eat that shrub and they can digest it without any problems. So that's one of the things. It would like be eating a rose bush. Exactly. Yeah. I have no (laughs) idea how they do it, but they're so well adapted to being in that area that it's no problem for them. Any one of our horses tried that and we'd be picking pickers out of their roof of their mouth for three weeks. Yeah, it's true. We'd be having vet bills galore. So did you feel these are pretty small? What would you say the height the one you rode was? Uh, he was, I think he was about 12, two. So the average height for them is between 11, two and 13, two. So they're small ponies. Did you feel too big? I really didn't. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, they're a pretty good size for small adults. Once you're on them, you don't really feel like you're on that small of a pony. Uh, Fleeter, the gelding that I was riding, he was very sturdy. He was very sure-footed. We walk-trotted, cantered out on the moor, and he was very easy to ride. He felt like he could handle me very easily. They must have weight limits, though. Like, you know. Me, I don't know that I, I'm six two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure at uh, at the Exmoor Pony Center. I don't know what their weight limit is. That's actually a great question. Now, you had the unique experience too, riding through the moors, uh, of seeing a whole bunch of babies. There was a whole bunch of babies out there. Yes. So when we were heading out, uh, we rode through a couple of pastures from the Exmoor Pony Center. And then there's a gate that you go through and it opens up into the Exmoor National Park. And as you cross out into that, it's this amazing feeling because I was on the Skelding. So Fleeter, he's from the Anchor Herd, which is one of the 19 herds in Exmoor. And we ended up finding the Anchor Herd when we were out there riding. So those foals that I got to see, which are just unbelievably adorable, were actually relatives of the horse that I was riding. So it was so cool. You have to watch this video just to see the babies. They're so cute. <laughs> they really I could have watched them all day. Yeah. Just their little their their cute little noses. <laughs> Do they drive them? You know, um, I'm not sure. I'm sure some people do. I didn't actually drive any Exmoors okay. when I was there. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that because some breeds are just, you know, more adaptable to driving and ponies are usually pretty good at driving. And I did. I don't know. I've never heard. I've never seen an Exmoor. And they're pretty rare, right? Aren't they uh, almost extinct or, uh, na- you know, a threatened species? They they are very rare. So they're listed as critically endangered by the Equus Survival Trust and the Livestock Livestock Breeds Conservancy. And there are, you know, there's not very many of them. Um, around World War II time, the breed actually dwindled to about 50 Exmoor ponies. So they're doing much better now than they were at that point, but they're still listed as critically endangered. So that's probably why, like here in the United States, I, I really haven't seen them. All right. You, you got to go watch the video. I'll post it in the show notes so you can uh, check out the video and all, all of Alyssa's other videos of how many breeds now have you ridden? 
Uh, 63. 63. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we have to talk about food. It's Friday. And in this video, explain what you had because I'm just drooling right now wanting it. Yes. Every single time I watch this video, I have a very bad craving. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I was confused like you were when we went to England and did the same thing, by the way. So explain the confusion. (laughs) It's very easy to get confused about it. So we were driving through beautiful English countryside. We came upon this little town called Withypool, which is just, I think, the best name ever for a town. And there was a sign for a little uh, a little tea room, and it said cream tea. And so we thought, oh, great. What a, you know, let's just go in. We'll have some tea. Maybe we'll grab some lunch. And so we <laughs> ordered cream tea. And what they brought out was very different than what I had in my head. I, I visualized, you know, a nice cup of tea, and we were going to put cream in the tea. Yeah, because they put milk in their tea. So exactly. I, that's what we thought, too. We thought, well, they're just going to put a heavier cream instead of milk. Right. <laughs> and we were willing to give that a try. You know, that sounded like it could be good. Exactly. And so when they, when they bring you out the cream tea... You get your teapots, you get your, your, your milk, you get your cup of tea, you get a scone, you get some jam, and then you get this small tub of very thick, gooey-looking cream. <laughs> it's almost a cross between butter and ice cream consistency. You know, it's kind of got yes. that consistency. You're right. It is yes. kind of it's just thick and gooey. It is. And, and again, it's almost like marshmallow fluff. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, With a little, like it's, it's a little smoother, but it has that kind of like that, that, you know, um, yeah, that. And you don't put it in your tea. That's the first thing you learn. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So I saw it and I thought, okay, wow, this is much thicker of a cream than I thought. And so I went for the spoon and the lady's expression on her face, she was like, oh no, this must be someone who's never had cream tea before because I was about to put it into my tea, which is not what you do. (laughs) We actually watched the people around us before we did anything because we weren't sure either. (laughs) Yes, it's uh, it's definitely. But it's good on that scone. Oof. That's good stuff. Man, when you when you have that bite, you know you've got your tea, and then you have the you have the clotted cream and the jam and the scone. It is just absolutely delicious. And it's called clotted cream because it will clot your arteries in no time. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my most recent film trip to England, and uh, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit how many times I had to stop and get cream tea. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing out loud because we went through the same thing you did. I think every American that's been over there that ordered this has gone through the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad to know I wasn't alone. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, but it did make me hungry, that's for sure. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) So what's the website? discoverthehorse.com and you can also find me on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok and Instagram. So what breeds will you have before we meet next time or is winter off? Uh coming up, so I'm actually in the in the editing room right now is the New Forest Pony. Oh, another cute. And and another uh, one is the uh, Stonewall Sport Horse. Very good. Well, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Hey, do you want to play a little game with me? Sure. Before we end, do you have a minute? Yeah. All right, good. 
uh, there's a podcast conference that I go to. It's the largest independent podcast conference called PodFest, and I speak there. And I actually do the I host the podcast for the conference. Oh, cool! And they just broke two world records for having the largest online conference. Um, and so Guinness recognized them twice now for having the largest online conferences during COVID. Oh, wow. So that was kind of cool, but it got me thinking. I need to go to Guinness's website and type in horse and see how many world records involve horses. Yes. There are 400. <laughs> so I picked some fun ones. You want to hear some fun ones? Some That's- of these are bizarre, all right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'll have you guess a couple of them too, okay? Okay. So the most money paid for a draft horse. Any guess? Ooh. Now this is this is according to Guinness. There might have been one that isn't registered. But... Three hundred thousand. Not that high. It was one hundred and twelve thousand for a two-year-old Belgian stallion named Captain Jim, and he was sold at the Mid American Draft Horse Sale. I think there's been ones higher than that. This was in two thousand three. They just aren't registered. There must be. If you know, let me know. All uh, right, I might uh, have to look that up. <laughs> the most race horse, or the most horse races won in a year by a racehorse. And this was in 1935, you will not know. <laughs> it's Lennox Bar was the name of the racehorse. And he, he won 46 races from his 56 starts in 1940. Whoa. Things were different back then. Oh, my gosh. You get arrested for racing a horse 56 times in a year now. I think even, yeah, just riding that many times, (laughs) that jockey got the workout, too. (laughs) 46 races he won out of 56 starts. We have, you know, we complain about horse racing all the time, uh, you know, and how it still has its issues, but it has gotten a little better. So there's that. Yeah, that's that's a lot. (laughs) Now here's a bizarre world record for you, according to Guinness. Dan Cavanaugh of Florida. He has amassed 460 stick horses. And he has the world record for stick horses. Apparently what happened, he's a lover of horses. And in 1990, a friend purchased him a stick horse as a joke. Well, he kept getting so much, co- so many comments from his friends about the stick horse that he just started buying more of them. It became a thing, and now he owns 460 stick horses. You know what they say, like, horses are like potato chips? I guess yeah. now he knows what stick horses are like. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of cans of Pringles, let me tell you. So, <laughs> so could you be married to a guy that has 460 stick horses in the house? I mean, I wonder where you keep them all. Like, do you have like little stalls for your stick horses or do they all stay in the house? There was no picture. Closet? I looked. There wasn't a picture because I really wanted to see that. I wanted to know if he has these little stand up things and they're all just standing up along all the walls in the house. Our house. I could not fit 460 stick horses and still have room to walk. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an odd one. Um, so you you can answer this because we talked about it. What's the largest breed of horse, according to Guinness? The, the Shire. The Shire, that is correct. See, I threw that one in there, not even knowing you were doing this segment. <laughs> so here's another bizarre one. The largest display of origami horses. Guess oh. what country? Uh... Think who does a lot of origami? 
China? Yes, correct. 11,817 origami horses were displayed by PMQ Management Company in 2015. It was designed by the acclaimed Belgian artist Charles Cassan to celebrate the Chinese New Year. All the horses were hand-folded using gold foil, representing fortune, and hung on red string, representing happiness and prosperity in the coming year. Wow. And then it I rained and they all that. dissolved and the year sucked. No, I'm just, <laughs> I, just, I, I added that. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> How about the most horses in a horse race? Any guess? Uh, I wonder if it's like a classical, like a traditional horse race or like just a general Not horse traditional, race. no. Oh, man. I don't know. Like 200? I'll ask you to guess the country, and probably in your travels, you could probably guess this. If there's going to be a large number of horses in a race, where would it be? What country? Mongolia? You are on your game today. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> the most runners in a horse race was 4,249. It was <gasps> achieved by the Federation of Mongolian Horse Racing Sport and Trainers in 2013. Now, 4,279 started, but 30 didn't finish, so they had to take those off. And the race covered a distance of 18 kilometers, and the winners came in in 20 minutes. Can you imagine seeing that? Wow. <laughs> there were pictures of that. There were, you know, with Mongolia, it looks like the moors, right? The steps, yes. and they're just wide open, no trees, and it just was at the sea of horses. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and you know, they ride like crazy, so that must have been something to watch. Oh, uh, I'm so excited to get there. <laughs> that had to be so cool. Yes, you have you been to Mongolia yet on your? Not yet, oh. but it's one of the places I get asked about. You know, the, the Mongol most. Derby's coming up. I know, that would be fun. <laughs> the last person I talked into doing that, I re- we it, we regretted talking her into doing that, so I'm not going to talk into doing that. It uh, does look pretty rugged. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it'll test your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, a couple more. The largest parade of horse-drawn carriages, any Ooh. guess on a country? Uh, somewhere in Europe? Yeah, sort of. This was in Ireland. It Aha. was 265 carriages at the Tipperary Racecourse, and that was done in 2008, and it was done to set the record. So Go Ireland. Yeah, that's a lot of horsepower there. So this one was, I got two more. This one was interesting. <clears throat> the world record, while we're talking about driving, the world record for the most horses pulling a carriage. Ooh. This it was in Europe. It was in France. Oh, uh, like 20? 141. No. (laughs) In total, 141 horses measured a length of 1,344 feet. And they pulled the carriage over a distance of 4,921 feet. And that was probably before they all got tangled up and had to stop. Um, How do you have reins that long? I don't know. I I want to look this one up. I really want to find somebody that was there. This was done in 2005, so we might find somebody still alive that can talk about this. It was uh, they horses are a big thing in that part of France and province, so they uh, they did this to celebrate their millennium. Um, so that's why they did it. But I I got to see if I can find a picture of that. All right, one more. We're going to end with betting. <laughs> the Ooh. most profitable gambler who holds the world record. This is a gambler that only bets on horse races. And his name was William Bent- Bentner. He uh, averaged 
$10 million a year in winnings at two tracks in Hong Kong. Now, he's a trained physicist, and he holds a PhD in physics, and he uses physics skills to build a detailed computer model of horse racing that took into account more than 100 statistics on thousands of horses, including the jockeys, trainers, tracks, race conditions, the whole thing. And he used it to calculate each runner's exact chance of winning the race. So he did that for years and became a multimillionaire doing it. Wow. Now, if you tried to do that, it's called card counting. You tried to do that in Vegas, you're going to, you know, they're going to throw you out the front door. But apparently, they didn't throw them out in Hong Kong. Oh, my gosh. So there That's you go. That's fascinating. So, so did he do a better thing with his degree or would it have been better if he'd went to a college and like, you know, thought about physics stuff? Well, I bet he made a lot more money this way. <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did. He got to watch horses run around in circles. So that's good, yes. too. <laughs> Thank you for playing the game with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I feel like I learned several new things today. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to do this again because there's 380 more world records held by horses. So we will... You know, just... We'll Another example it. of how cool our horses are, right? <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Alyssa. Thanks so much. We only talk about products here in the show that we believe in, and one of those products that we believe in is American Harvest Products, and that's because we use them. Premium Hemp Extracts and their new product is called Equine Hemp Pellets. With American Harvest Hemp-derived CBD pellets, horses could benefit from faster recovery from performance activities, a feeling of relief from inflammation or pain, a sense of calmness or reduced nervousness, and also ease of digestion. You can get the pellets, their vet formula, and produced from natural hemp and are manufactured with potent raw CBD and no chemical processing. So they're also palatable. The horses like Scooter eats them. He eats them right up. We're giving him the Scooter actually right now. So he eats them right up. Has no problem there. Every horse that we've tried to feed them to eats them. That's one of the advantages to having the pelleted formula. And you can get those at any Hubbard dealer or online at store.alltech.com. I'll also put a link in our show notes. They're giving away every month a 90-day free supply of uh, their products and one of our listeners won last month so if you want to head on over there i'll put the link it's a little long so i'll put it in our show notes you just click there enter to win the 90-day supply and that company again is american harvest and you can find them online at store.altech.com pay it i say pay attention if you ain't met one by now you're bound to sooner or later he says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, that's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners send in ads from Craigslist or Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. This is brought to you by Horselovers.com. For over 120,000 different horse products, head on over to Horselovers.com today. They always have something going on over there. It's a website that you want to check every day. It sounds like by the time Alistair is done, uh, you're going to need new blankets because that's the next thing he's going to do is start ripping those off the other horses. Oh, God. So. <laughs> I haven't even looked at that yet. <laughs> So, uh, 
Horse Lovers also provides the prizes that we give out every month here on uh, on the Really Bad Ads segment. And we have, this month, we have a Fergus collection. That's $166 value. That is a Fergus book bundle. That's five books worth $88. And a Fergus sign bundle. That's 12 barn signs worth $88. We all know Jean Abernathy. She's our good friend, and she's the one that does these books. So you get the whole collection right there in one shot. All right. The next one is the Kensington Premium Signature Collection Padded Garment Carrier. It offers a stylish solution for storing, packing, and protecting your apparel. Protect and organize your clothing while on the road. It's a roomy bag, holds all your show clothes, has a top opening for hangers, and a heavy-duty full-length zipper. Uh, $69 value. Boom! And also a Defender wool cooler, dress cooler, actually, an elegant uh, wardrobe staple. The Defender wool dress sheet is perfect for ringside shows. You know, these are the these are the kind they give away to, as awards, you know, because they have the fancy little embroidery and the emblems on the butt and all of that stuff. Well, that's you one of these. You could actually probably put on your butt, like, supreme champion of the world, and people would think, like, whoa, look at that horse. But, like, I, I mean, you did it. So this and you is know fancy, what? Fancy Buying cool. or winning one of these for free is cheaper than entering a horse show. So there's that. Everybody that sends in their ads is entered to win, whether we read them or not. And Rochelle, Anna, and Faye send in ads, but we won't have time to get to those today. Thank you, though. You are entered into the drawing. If you read your own and send the sound file to us, then you get double the entries. And Erin did that, and she's going to lead the way. Hi, this is Erin in Vermont. I am calling with a really bad Craigslist ad. The subject line is curly, smooth-haired, big, broke, two-year guild, color, tame, ride-slash-drive train, $6,500 in Red Wing, Minnesota. Uh, There's some pictures of several paint-looking horses standing in a pasture, uh, and the ad says, Randy was named after my favorite Red Wing restaurant, Randy's. This young gelding already stands 15'2", and will mature well over 16'2". Although he is straight-haired, being from curly blood both sides of his pedigree, he will likely be hypoallergenic. See a picture of his sire, Hildago, and also notice how tall Randy stands next to his dam when Randy was but a suckling colt. When a weanling and a yearling, Randy was handled extensively. As a coming two-year-old, Randy was professionally started by a noted Amish horse trainer for both driving and riding. This is a wonderful, trainable, young gelding who could be finished by anyone who knows even a smidgen about training. Plus, he is broke to load, haul, tie, lead, etc., and is approachable in the pasture. If you would like to see Randy, call me. Uh, Randy is quite a looker. Not sure about smooth-haired, curly horses, but um, if somebody's out in Minnesota, maybe this is the gelding for you. Have a good day. <laughs> what was his name again? I didn't I don't catch know. that. I, I didn't get that. I didn't. <laughs> but I Smidgen is not a too. word we've heard ever. <laughs> that's... But a suckling cult. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something we've heard either. I don't. Do they even use that term anymore? Uh, he's a suckling cult. No, I've never heard that. <laughs> Aaron sent the following one in. Uh, this was an equine now. Uh, it says, 
she the one on the left in the pictures above? 13-year-old tattooed mare, 15 two she's a month, and a half-bred. I bred her October 27th to a gray standard bred pacer, owned by my granddad, no big name, but he's proven stud, where we have I two-year-old filly off him, and my granddad got two other filly off him. She need a few more pounds due to I and I mm-hmm. colt on her, but... She's good, so I reduced price $2,500 a best offer. What did you just say? <laughs> I think it's a... I have no what idea. What is the breed of the horse? It's There's a standard a, oh, bred... It's a, oh, it's breed is racehorse. Okay. Yeah, it's a racehorse breed, and it's skinny is what I got out of it. Because it... It needs a few pounds due to I had a colt on her. I had I colt on her. She's good. But she's good. But she's, she's good. good. She's good. She she's won't good. die on you. You'll be She'll fine. Be fine. <laughs> Just feed her something. You'll be fine. I don't want to <laughs> feed her, but you can feed her. <laughs> Lilith said, listen, she's good. She's good. Uh, horse for sale, $2,000 in California, Bakersfield. Oh, I should have taken this one. With your coughing, you're not going to get through this one. Oh, God. <laughs> I am going to sell him because I can ride him no more. He was an amazing and friendly horse, but I let him loose and he was out for a while and I tired getting on him and he dropped me two times and I can't get on him no more, but he needs a lot of work and a good home. <laughs> what did I just read? He dropped me two times. We're getting terms we have, we have never had in all the years we've been doing this. He dropped me two times. Um, you know, that's but, a politer way of saying I got my ass bucked off the horse. There's no punctuation. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's a politer way, but yet not as realistic. Okay. <laughs> the next ad's really short. Sarah sent this one in. I want a cheap horse. Oh, this is an affordable equines in Michigan, by the way. I mean, at least they were in the affordable equine section. <laughs> yes. She wrote, I want a cheap horse. And that is it. That's the only thing that was written. I like the one comment was, well, at least you aren't picky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even these horses above us aren't cheap. No. They don't qualify. No. The skinny racehorse is $2,500. You know what? Everybody's cheap is different, though. So we don't know whether this person's cheap is 25 bucks. you know? That's know. true. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at these things and I'm thinking like, okay, they just want, they're what, $2,500 for a 15-year-old, 13-year-old mare. And I just spent like a little more than that. And I got a really nice little filly. I did good. <laughs> you did good. It's all about me. You could have had that horse that bucked him off twice I for $2,000. Well, I haven't ridden her yet. So who knows? <laughs> could happen. Um, Katie sent in the next one. And... um. I mean, this is a great ad. It's a great ad. Here we go. Still looking for that perfect pony for Christmas. Or- Orchid is a stunning dapple gray, four white socks imported from England. Stands 8.1 hands at the withers. No rear buck or spook. Perfect round manners. Sound and goes barefoot. Easy keeper that will babysit all your tiny trotters. Has been out to pasture for a couple of years, but ready to get back to work right away. Smooth gliding canter makes it impossible to step on any toes or paws. Mane and tail very tangled, but otherwise a perfect mount for your three to five year olds comes with tack low three figures what's the picture of glenn it is of a very fancy looking rocking horse (laughs) (laughs) i love it 
It's so cute. Uh, stunning <laughs> was a cute dapple ad, gray ad. imported from England. It is a very nice looking rocking horse, actually. <laughs> it's a little more well built than the ones you buy at uh, at the toy store. The one that I got my son that if you squeeze its ear, it sings this god awful song. <laughs> Have you cut Back off the ears yet? Rider, <laughs> I so remember the song. He's eight now. Um, okay, Jessica. Why do you parents one? do that to themselves? By the way. It's uncles I, like me that are supposed to buy the obnoxious, noisy gifts. Oh, that, by, um, his uncles have done that, too. <laughs> that was always my thing. And I swear they just hate me, the parents, to this day. They're adults now. Jessica sent this one in. Uh, ISO horses in Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee. It's like half the country. Under $3,000 okay. in Facebook. Southern. <laughs> yeah. Six-year-old gelding broke to rude. Stands good for fairy. Her loads and none. He does crib if he gets aboard. A oh, my God. Six-year-old broke to rude. Stands for fairy. Do you think that farriers get mad that they're called fairies all the time? Um, I, I want to say that uh, this is an ISO ad, and they're clearly not ISO. They're oh, that's a good of, point. I didn't even um, pick that up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hannah sent this one in. <laughs> Uh, Arizona horses and everything. Facebook page. I sell this five-year-old horse. I've never assembled it. I sell it because I don't have time to tame it. I want a thousand dollars is average height. He's a little nervous, but with work, he will take away. Take away what? What? I never assemble it today. Is this nonsense? Is this an actual horse? I would probably guess that this is not. It says a five-year-old horse. English is not their primary language. Ah, yeah. That would be what I would. That would. I would. I. I think that none of these ads. (laughs) Anybody spoke good English today? No. No. And uh, we do have one more from Lorraine because you know we like the end of day with Lorraine. Is that the lot? Am I right? Yep. No. There's a. I've got a lot more. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Jumping ahead. You got to do Katya. Ah, yeah, Katya's. And by the way, we saw her our first stop on the road show. Uh, So uh, this is a gooseneck trailer, twelve hundred dollars in Alabama. Gooseneck hookup older trailer has very newer axles and hubs. No, it does not. Oh, my God. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't see the picture. I don't know what to say about this. It is a gooseneck trailer. That part they have correct. It is buried in the woods. Literally, there are trees growing through it. And uh, I can't see the wheels or hubs because you can't see the wheels or hubs because of all the junk that's laying around this trailer. What it, is that? This... Is it like lawn chairs or like... Can I recommend a bonfire? Because that's you're not holding this out of there. Not even the scrap metal guy wants this because it's all rusted. There's no scrap metal left. All those green, well, most of those little green windows are intact. So there's 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 that. (laughs) They're made of plastic, I'm sure. Oh my god! Is that the ad? That was it. Yeah, that was one of the worst trailers we've seen. Actually, I have to post this one. I'll post this one in the auditor room because that's a really bad trailer. And the pictures were not taken straight, so to actually see it, you have to cock your head to the side (laughs) like a puppy. I recommend bonfire, but don't cook your hot dogs over it. You'll die of some kind of poisoning. Yeah, Uh, yeah. you'll get some sort of (laughs) rustoleum poison. I don't know. Uh, Nicole sent the next one in. Oh God. (laughs) We get themes, and we don't plan it this way. It just, you guys send them in this way. There's a Facebook ad called The Potentially Possessed Horse. 
it's not that I think Gunn actively wants to give me a heart attack. I don't think that he wakes up in the morning, gets through his day, and goes to bed at night with the goal of ending my breathing schedule prematurely. It's just that after several years of careful study and research, my data collection is pointing towards one thing. Gunn is actually a liposon. I know what you might be thinking. Who is she kidding? He's brown like mud. Brown like my great-grandparents' couch. Brown like my gray horse right before we head to the show. There's no possible way that he's a liposon because liposons aren't brown. Well, if you were thinking that, you'd be right. However, Gunn is a unique horse who does not accept no as an answer. So is he actually a liposon or not? I don't understand what I read. <laughs> Uh, is this just like a like? Are you selling gun? Is gun for sale? Is gun? I need to go to the Facebook page, the potentially possessed horse, and find this out was, more. Did everybody in the country just post very confusing ads this week? That's what our auditors found because we seem to have we do have a theme. Now we're to Lorene. Let's see if Lorene has one that any, makes any more sense. She's out of New Jersey, so probably not. Hi, it's Lorene Barden. I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad. And um, there's not a lot of punctuation, and some of the sentences don't make any sense. So there go went my theory. <laughs> I'm going to give it a try anyway. Oh, and God. this is an ad for a quarter horse, $1,000. Quarter horse. Testing the waters with my 13 year old gelding. His broke knows his stuff, but he's still a little jumpy here and there, as big an issue as he gets stiff or sore when his worked hard or doing anything. Strenuous meetings turn you in. I don't have the money to take, explore the situations. I'm looking for someone who would love him unconditionally, additionally, or would be able to afford to explore. And find out what is actually wrong with him because he loves working, he loves going, he loves pleasing, he loves pleasing. He is a very <laughs> outgoing boy. Text, call me with any questions, serious, angry, serious inquiries only. And that was the ad. Not sure what was going on there. Good job. Don't even know anything about the horse. But that's it. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. I think most wives would love a husband that loved pleasing as much as that horse. I mean... And on that note, we're going to end the show. I figured out the (laughs) potentially possessed horse thing. Yes? Okay, so I went to their Facebook page. Okay. It's a horse named Gunsmoke, and there's a video that is attached. And it is very impressive, the back-to-back caprioles on this video this horse is doing. So that's the whole Lipizzan thing. So I guess they do come in brown. I guess it it's in well it's in brown it's a brown horse there you go I, I had to figure it out I couldn't end the it was week driving you crazy without understanding what one, I read at least at one least of the ads one <laughs> ad had to make sense to my brain <laughs> all right everybody you have a terrific weekend be safe out there in the weather Jamie has to go rescue her husband now so mm. uh, and have a discussion about that little S four wheel drive SUV he's buying next week <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's get him a minivan he'll be fine. No post show today, people. Sorry, Bye. auditors. Bye, neuter gel. Life gets in the way sometimes. <laughs>